0: Welcome, one and all, to Eagle Auto Parts On The Go podcast. You're there, we're here. I'm DJ Harrington, your host, and this is really, I'm better known in the industry as the cardiologist. At Eagle Auto Parts, we do this podcast each week for our members to inform them, educate them, bring them some new tips of keeping their vehicles in top-notch condition, and today, we want to share with our listeners a brand new team member at Eagle Auto Parts. So without further ado, uh, team member DJ, <laughs> how are you today? I'm doing good, DJ. Thanks for asking. How are you? Yeah, this will be a confusing podcast. Uh, I'm DJ <laughs> in Atlanta, and I'm the host, and you're DJ up at Eagle. Uh, what's your last name? so how do you spell that? H i l t z. H i l t z. What a name! All right, now DJ, if you'd be kind of share with our listeners a little bit about your background.
1: Okay, sure, be happy to. Uh, well, in '84, when I graduated high school, I started in the automotive business as just a general service technician, oil and filter changes, tire rotations things along those lines. And from there, I went into the automotive engine rebuilding or machine shop trade for roughly 10 years. Uh, during that time, I was also working part-time as an NHRA tech inspector uh, at the local drag strip. Um, after after the machine shop business, I actually I was asked by one of my customers to come uh, do service writing, managing for his brand new shop. And uh, I had a brand new son who was born and I decided to go ahead and take him up on it. And I, I've been you know, doing service writing, managing from there for 15 years. Uh, in 2008, I decided to not getting any younger. wanted to live some dreams, so sold everything and bought a scuba diving charter business in the Virgin Islands which I ran for four years up until 2012, we sold it, and moved back to the States, and I'm back in the service-writing business again.
0: Wow! So this is really... Now, how often do you get to do the scooper diving? Oh,
1: then, then I was doing it every day. Right, yes. right now, the last time I went was uh, 2019. That was just after that COVID hit, and that kind of put a damper on things, and yeah, what well, we plan on getting back up and back in the water, blowing some bubbles this summer.
0: Boy, oh boy. Now, you mentioned your one son. Uh, how many children do you have?
1: Uh, I just have the one son, and I have two grandchildren, a uh, little boy and a little girl.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm the same here. I have one daughter <laughs> with three with three grandchildren. There you go. So, you know, and, and down here in in Georgia, we're on spring break, so they're in Florida right now. So they're they're having their spring break in Georgia. Yeah, that was always a big time for us in the islands for diving spring break. Oh wow, this is really something! But with all your experience, DJ, I started thinking about you being a service writer. You really have a skill that other service writers don't have because by you working in a you know a remanufacturing location. You you know more about the inner workings of an engine or a transmission or something like that, where a lot of service writers don't have that background.
1: Uh, that's true. I mean, I've, I've met a lot of service writers, and I don't want to. You know, dealerships have a tendency to be more salesmen than more knowledgeable. Yes. Instead of being knowledgeable about automobiles. Yes. And that's a yeah. Yeah, you can more, definitely tell.
0: Yeah, the big IQ test is can you run the computer so that we can sell these people more stuff. Right. Yeah, and, and do add-ons. This is a, a great background. Can I ask, out of the challenges that are going on in today's economy, uh, and at Eagle Auto Parts, there's an opportunity for recycled parts and for, like, wheels and tires to save people money. What do you see in, in, in an opportunity at Eagle?
1: Well, I mean, and you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, with the economy the way it is right now, it's just you know recycled parts, uh, you know, less expensive parts. Yeah, you know, that, that's definitely the way people are heading, and we can definitely help them out here for sure. With, with the inventory they have here, with the skilled guys they got at the counter, they can definitely help anybody out with any parts they're looking for.
0: Yeah, they're they're extremely gifted. Chuck Camp, who's the producer of this podcast, he and I have even gone up there and visited. And we were extremely impressed with the team at Eagle Auto Park that, you know, they really are a fine group of people who really do care about the everyday person who comes in and says, you know, could I look at some used tires or you know, some previously enjoyed. Listen, we're going to take a fast break. We hear the music coming up. And DJ, after the break, we'll be right back, folks. Hang with us.
2: Eagle Auto Part is located in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. The Eagle team is becoming the most recognized name in the recycling industry. Serving not only West Virginia, but also Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia, Eagle Auto Part inventory is computerized, racked, and ready for immediate pickup. Or choose our fast delivery service. With a very active presence on eBay, we have several distribution shipments daily. Eagle Auto Part processes all of our vehicles in the most professional manner, which ensures the quality of all of our parts sold. What can we do for you? Visit us on the web at eagleautopart.com or call 800-261-6664. That's 800-261-6664. Or send us an email
0: at sales at eagleautopart.com. You have been listening to the Eagle Auto Parts On The Go podcast each and every week. We bring you new, informative episodes, like our new team member here at Eagle Auto Parts, DJ, the new service writer. Make sure you download and listen. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, now that I got DJ on the phone, our producer here in the Podcast Center for Eagle is Chuck Camp. So Chuck wants to ask you the first question, DJ, if you'd be happy enough to help him out. Go ahead.
2: Absolutely. My weakness has always been windshield wipers. Is there a time, I mean, is there a time frame where you should change windshield wipers or you just look for the wear on them?
1: Yeah, I really don't know any manufacturer, anybody that puts a mileage or time in your schedule on wiper blades. Obviously, where you live, you know, we'd be in a little war here in West Virginia. I know we have a tendency to get a little bit more build up on the windshield of dust and things like that and what have you. Uh, those are the type of things that will... You know, wear down your wiper blades after using them, dirty windshields, wiper blade maintenance too, believe it or not. Like when you wash your car, make sure you wipe your wiper blades down, lift them up off the glass and wipe the dirt off them. So, the more dirt that stays on them, act, can act like an abrasive every time you use them. So that's really, it's, yeah, it's really going to be determined by the driver, where you live,
0: you know, how often they need to be replaced. Yeah, I'm in the podcast center. I'm saying, hey, that was a good tip. <laughs> I never heard that one before. <laughs> all right. Let me ask you this. How often should a person change their oil?
1: Well, I mean, everybody always says, look at your owner's manual. You're going to get a lot of uh, different I- yeah, manufacturers are going to have different mileage recommendations for their oil changes. And that's all. I mean, some of the manufacturers now are recommending eight to 10,000 miles. And, but in, being in the industry as long as I have and my experience with internal engines, you know, doing the work on internal engines and seeing the wear and tear on them, I would say, I, personally, on my vehicles, I still use synthetic oil and I change mine every 5,000 miles. And that also gives you good, you know, keep my tire rotation on a 5,000 mile interval too. Uh, where you can keep, it's only, you only have to worry about one thing to do that. Oil, and, you know,
0: to get your oil change, entire rotation all together. You don't have to make two trips; just do it all at once. All right, now Chuck Camp wants to ask you a question.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask. Sure. When a vehicle gets like two hundred and twenty-five, two hundred and fifty thousand miles, does the intervals change? Do you get, you know, like three thousand miles instead of five thousand? A different kind of oil? No,
1: they, they don't change per se. I mean, normally, what the manu- if you if you were to get in the manuals and look at the manufacturer's maintenance schedules. Um, they'll usually stop at about one fifty, and at that point, you kind of just go back to zero and start rolling, going up again from
0: there. Yeah. Now I know what I want to ask. That makes sense to you. Yes, but I want to ask a question. Uh, Chuck Camp, the producer, he has an opportunity for an envoy. There's a vehicle, and a neighbor. This this vehicle has sat for a long time. The vehicle is beautiful. A DJ, it's mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful on the inside. One owner, the man's an older gentleman like myself, and the, the thing is, the tires really are they, are. They look like they're uh, dry rot. Dry rot. So when it, this is an opportunity that you know, they in discussion, they said, you know. Chuck, if you really want a second car for the family, this is one you could have. And he he could get it at a great price, DJ. But the drive rot tires need to be changed mm-hmm. out. How often after that period of time depends on your, really your driving habits, Of rotating the tires and so forth? What was the question on that, DJ? I missed well, you do the rotating the same. We need the new tires, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, all all tires have a production date on them, and you can tell how old the tire, exactly what month or what week of the year the tire was made and what year it was made. Uh, That's always a good starting point to look at the production date on the tire to see how old it is. You You're looking for dry rock cracks in between the treads in the sidewall, down where the tire meets the wheel, the bead area, you know, can can pick up some dry rock cracking. If it's been sitting and you have any questions, uh, obviously you're – a few states away from us but i would say you know, sometimes sitting on a vehicle is not the best thing it may keep the mileage down but it's you know there's still some other things that lubrication points things that rotate differentials transmissions things that need to have that fluid flowing through them you know on a regular basis it'd be a good idea to have somebody look at it you know throw it up in the rack make sure there's that no sure. surface for us, for us in the lines fuel
2: lines things like that now, would you say there's a production date? Is it coded, or, can it, or does it actually say December 3rd, 1995, or, or is there a code that you have to have someone decipher for you? On the tire? Yes. Now,
1: now it's a number. Um, it's a DOT number. If you look on it, it's going kind to of be towards the bead area of the tire, uh, usually, and you'll see... It'll say DOT, and then the last four numbers on it will indicate the month and the year, or the the week and the year that it was made. It's only on one side of the tire. So if you on the outside of the car look at it and say you don't see it, it's probably because it's on the other side of the tire, on the back side. I got you. Most places will try to mount them. If they're not directional tires, they'll try to mount them, but
0: they should with the production date out just so it's easy to see. Right. But that was a great idea, so his son could actually put it up on the rack and and go through the car. Yeah,
2: my son is a a diesel mechanic and has access to everything, so.
0: Right. Yeah, you know what, that's even though, because the neighbor, it it was a great deal, DJ. I mean, a great, great deal, and I thought, boy, Uh oh boy, that's nice to have that neighbor. All right, we're going to take a break folks hang with us we'll be right back speaking to the newest member of the team at eagle auto parts slow down slow down and move over move over when you You have been listening to Eagle Auto Parts podcast each and every week we do this we'd like you to like review and share everywhere if you'd like to hear more people at the Eagle Auto Parts just dial 706-409-5603 that's the hotline for Eagle at the podcast center so if you want to hear somebody else at the place or you have a question on maintaining your vehicle by all means give us a holler 706 706- 409 409-5603. Leave a message, and we'll ask DJ the next time we get him on the podcast. DJ, if you'd be kind enough, our listeners now know you're in the newest employee up there. Great team, great people. Chuck Camp and I have been there. Um, in your background with being a scuba diver, can you share with our listeners uh, some of the key things that happened to you or or some of the challenges or some of the fun events that happen.
1: Yeah, I'll do my best. I mean, there's, there's a lot to, <laughs> There's a lot I could hit on there, but, uh, uh, you know, running a charter business uh, in the Caribbean uh, it, it is very challenging, you know, operating a boat, equipment, uh, being able to get parts. You know, if your boat breaks down and, and you got to get them from Florida to the Virgin Islands, isn't right around the corner, you've got divers, you know, coming down on a cruise ship that, are, you know, waiting for you, it, it, it can be rather hectic. But, uh, you yeah, know, just something, just a little brief underwater experience on my end that's kind of, I, I guess, fitting for the situation was uh, the, the, uh, while I was in, in St. Thomas, the Caribbean was going to a lion fishing. Uh, you know, so a fish that was normally found in the Pacific has no natural predators in the Caribbean. Uh, how it got into the tropical waters of the Caribbean is, everybody's pointing to the aquarium trade. You know, they came out of Miami and they ended up in the water there. Now they're as far north as Massachusetts, apparently, and all the way down to the Caribbean. But uh, due to the not having natural predators, one of the things we used to do when we first and the invasion first came in was we'd carry small spear guns and we would spear the lionfish as we saw them so they didn't eat the, the reef fish and reproduce and what have you. And we would then actually keep the fish from the spear and look for more eels or something like that. that would eat them and introduce them as food to the eels. Uh, being a dive master on the boat, you had to explain this to to your group of divers say hey you know you probably heard about the lionfish we're probably going to see some if we do see some we are going to take them out of the water remove them from the reef and or feed them to some predators and make sure they know their food and the customers would be like oh my god well you're going to have blood in the water and then it's going to attract sharks and if you're a diver you love seeing sharks so you tell the customer absolutely we hope it sure does that's what we really want to see are the sharks. Oh my! People still have a hard time believing
0: that. Oh yeah, <laughs> but me yeah, the sharks
1: too. They're with you all the time, and they're not going to mess with you unless you mess with them. They're just beautiful
0: And that's true. If you don't mess with the shark, the shark won't mess with you. Absolutely not. Oh my!
1: So, and the other cool thing is when you shoot it, and he something you all may not know, not being divers, yes. but the first color of the spectrum you lose underwater is red. So when you shoot a lionfish or you're spear gunning, or you cut yourself for that matter, your blood is green. It's not red. Holy so it was pretty neat.
2: Yeah, have you ever done the deep sea? No, I lived in Hawaii for a couple of years. I did a, a late night radio show over there. And uh, I did a lot of snorkeling, but uh, I never got around to diving. I wished I would have.
1: Yeah, yeah it's something I you know I suggest to everybody. If you have the opportunity, it's just, it's an amazing world. I call and my fish and you're out in the water or you're in a tree stand and you don't see any deer, the fish aren't biting and your mind starts to wander back to work or stress or bills or whatever. But when you're underwater in a different world, you're not supposed to be in and you're seeing these beautiful things around you. It is the most stress relieving, mind relieving. You think about nothing other than the environment that you're in. It's amazing.
0: Oh wow! You make it sound really, really beautiful, DJ.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: It, well, it really it makes a big difference. Well, our parting shot. If you want to at least tell everybody that you're there. Um, when do you actually? Are, are you doing service writing now? Or are you gonna? Are you shadowing for a week, or and then you go?
1: Yeah. Go uh, and- well, I'm, um, I'm. I'm learning the parts portion of it, the parts computer and what have you, right now. Yeah, uh, I think
0: uh, next week I'll be a little bit more focused on on the service department. Well, that'll be fantastic. There'd be some great people there. Yeah, I'm there. looking forward to it. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't
1: believe it. I wish I'd have found these group of guys 10 years ago. They're amazing.
0: <laughs> well, Doug Williams is one of the finest human beings around. You, you got that right. And, you got that right. Yeah, and all the team there, Rick and Rich and, you know, I think the world of Rich. Rich been there forever.
1: Um, yeah, I had a little bit, bit of a benefit. I, I knew all the guys from you know being in my position, working at other shops, and always calling in and talking to them. So I've known
0: them all for years. Yeah, so it made the transition a little smoother. Yes, and they're wonderful people. And Doug Williams's family—they're just all good people. And it's and it's nice working with them. Because uh, Chuck, no yeah, it's, it, and it's turned out to be good for me. I've done it for a long time. And, of course, we go to conventions together. He's going to be going to the United Recyclers mm-hmm. Group in April down in Orlando, Florida. And last year we had Rick with us, a Rich. Rich. Rich with us in New Orleans mm-hmm. for a convention. It's called mm-hmm. the URG Annual Training Conference. And Doug said, I'll send Rich down there, and what do you think? And Rich was like a sponge. He just absorbed everything. He was going around, and he was a character (laughs) himself. And uh, he was a character, and he absorbed, and people liked him. And so they were sharing with him, you know, about this and that and all different techniques that they use. and he was excellent so I welcome you to the team i I thank you very much DJ for being on this week's podcast
1: oh not a problem DJ I'm glad I could uh if anybody has any questions or,
0: or what have you I'd be more than happy to answer them for you guys you got it and to just ask for you yes sir you got it thank you you know
1: the name don't you yeah
0: I know the name <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and listeners be safe this week. Be kind to each other, and we'll see you next week on Eagle Auto Part on the Go Podcast.